Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sydney Coach Replay Show. I'm your host, Corey Camp, and I cannot wait. I've been waiting all week for today's episode because I'm a big fan of science instruction and our guest coach for today, Kathy Renfrew. You may recognize her from a few episodes in last season. I'm so excited to have you back, Kathy, to talk a little bit about science and the phenomena and phenomena based in science, phenomena based science. Ooh, that's a mouthful for a Friday afternoon. It certainly is a mouthful. It is. It is. Uh, so let me tell the guests a little bit about you, Kathy. Um, so in case they haven't had a chance to watch you in our previous episode. So Kathy, y'all, she wears many hats. In addition to being a virtual coach for us here at Sydney, she's a former elementary school teacher turned science geek, self-proclaimed there. And she currently works uh part-time for Sydney, the Wade Institute for Science Education, and the National Math and Science Initiative. So lots of hats, really found her love uh, in science and science instruction and has so many great projects that you've been a part of, especially as we've moved to emergency online instruction and pandemic teaching. You've been kind of on the, the front edge of a lot of these resource developments and, and blogs and articles. And so I am so excited to have you on the show. Well, Welcome. thank you. And I'm so excited to be here. Um, I as Corey said, I am a self-proclaimed science geek, and I'm going to say it right out now. I'm an absolutely huge advocate for science, quality science instruction in K-5. Um, if anybody needs an advocate, just let me know. I'm game. Um, <laughs> having said that, um, I'm here today to really think about and talk about phenomena. But thinking and talking about phenomena reminds me of something I've already done here. And that was finding the bright spots. So even though that was in a previous conference, et cetera, I really would like us to remember that even as we teachers work so very hard right now and coaches are working so very hard right now, but just look for those bright spots and see where you can leverage them. So having said that, I guess now I'll get back to talk about phenomena. I knew it. I tried to get it out of my system for the show. Sorry. No, I, I love that you, um, you know, bring that as kind of just, just that reminder. And, you know, we're big about that here at Sydney as well. We've done a ton of conversation this semester. We, we, we've, that's why I had you on the show at the end of last season was to talk about those bright spots. What have we learned? What can we leverage moving forward? And, it was a great episode, y'all. Check it out. We'll put it. We'll put the link to that previous episode um, here in the comments shortly. But um, you know, that's a great role that instructional leaders. And when I say instructional leaders, I mean whether you are a campus or district level leader or consultant, or you are you consider yourself just a teacher and you know not really a leader of anyone else. You are all leaders, so um, be sure to be leveraging those bright spots and and looking for them because they are there. We're doing amazing things in our classrooms with our students every single day, and, I and sometimes want, that's all someone needs. And I just want one more thing to say before we go on to the real subject right. is one of the things that I want teachers to say or to never say is that they're just a teacher. Teacher. Right. They mm -hmm. are leaders. They're leaders in their classrooms. They're 
Leaders may be in their buildings, but they're never just a teacher. You are amazing. Okay. Now, phenomena. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So today we, we've we've said it enough times, right? We're talking about the phenomena, um, but specifically the fact that phenomena in science doesn't have to be phenomenal um, and that it can be found in both the natural and the designed world. We just have to look for it and, and that we can use this whether we are able to design that world right in our classroom with our students in person and socially distanced or whether we are remote with students or we've got a hybrid. So um, I really, you've got a strategy for us today that I can't wait to for you to share with everyone that um, I see as a, as a mom of some online learners this semester, I can see it working in every day. And um, I think that's, that's what's really exciting about this because I know many of our uh, teachers, if you're a multi-subject or if you're the science teacher, it's you're trying to find that space to integrate science into our, our daily focus. Right. So, so tell us, um, let's just clarify for everyone, uh, what, it, what do we mean when we talk about phenomena and why is that important to learners in science? So when I talk about phenomena, I'm talking about uh, something that I can observe, an observable object or event that I might see in the natural world or in the design world. So it's always got to be. And the other thing when I talk about phenomena, it's not only observable, it's intriguing. It's mm -hmm. puzzling. Um, I want to know more about it. So that's what I mean when I say phenomena or phenomena-based instruction. I want to start with something that's engaging, intriguing, puzzling, especially in our remote world, in our remote setting. We really want to do everything we can to engage our students. So how can we do that um, and still keep good quality instruction happening? Um, the other thing about phenomena for me is when I start with a phenomena, uh, I'm creating, or I, at least my, in my head, my intention is that I'm creating a shared experience for everyone. So by, by having that shared experience for everyone, I'm really thinking about equity. I um, think because everyone is experiencing the same thing at the same time or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. As we talk about it a little bit today, it gets to be a little different. While I'm in the classroom, I'm absolutely sure everybody's experiencing something at exactly the same time. It's not quite the same when we're doing things at home. Mm -hmm. um, but but the theories and the background and the meaning and the reason for it are, is very true. The other thing phenomena really does is if it's intriguing and it's puzzling, you know, when I said I want to know more, it's going to actually help me um, develop questions that I want to ask. Um, and some of those questions I can answer just by observing and some I might need to investigate. Um, and there's just lots of different ways to go. Um, when I'm thinking about phenomena, like right now I'm looking out of my deck and I'm looking at all the pine needles on it. And I'm wondering with all the pine needles that are on my deck, I wonder how many pine needles are still on the tree. So I'm wondering what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And that's real right now at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so, and it's so it's 
the learning, if you thought about what I just said and what I was just doing, the learning is shifting from learning about to mm-hmm. figuring out. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, so I want to know, I want to figure out, I want to find out however I can, whatever I can about those pine needles. Now, I happen to know that we had a lot of wind, the, you know, a few days ago, and that's kind of where it's at. But it, but that's just one example. And, and the thing that happens is that, you know, when I'm investigating phenomena, and I'm talk and I'm thinking about phenomena. I'm usually talking about it too. So I'm really into that uh, idea that science is a social enterprise. It's not something that somebody does alone in a lab with the, with with the hair and the coat and the whole thing. Even though it's fun to do that once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but science is all around us, and science is for everyone, and science is for all of our students. Um, we can all think and act as scientists. Um, and in today's world, we really all need to be thinking and acting as scientists all the time, um, questioning, wondering, and questioning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and, and I do think- quite a mouthful. <laughs> I, no, I love it. I love it. And and again, it really makes sense, this phenomena-based instruction and, and really kind of starting with the phenomena. I think that was the thing that- um, I spent most of my years in the classroom as an English language arts teacher, or I was a co-teacher supporting in all the subjects. But science has always been my one of my favorites because it's hands-on. One of the early teaching experiences that really kind of set me on this career as an educator was um, I got to be a long-term sub for a fifth grade science lab. And um, the I worked with the team of fifth grade teachers. There were four teachers on this campus. Um, they would do the textbook part of things and then they would bring me, uh, they bring their students to the lab where I would facilitate the experiments um, and the deeper dives into things. And what we really did a couple of times, which was exciting, is sometimes we'd, we'd put those lab days at the beginning and we would start with the phenomenon. That's where you really saw kids wheels turning um, with things or they'd be like, uh, coming into my lab because they've been reading about things in textbooks, right? Learning about things. Versus lab figuring when, things yeah, out. Yeah, when they got to really figure it out and see, does it really work that way? And I just, you know, the wonder, right? Yeah, the, wonder the wonder and the ahas were just some of my favorite things. Um, so, in fact, we started a science club and we did it during lunch and I always had to apologize to the custodian for like the catapult <laughs> Cheerios that we would throw around the room as we were looking at our lovers. And, but I mean, it really is that, that phenomena part. And then once you start to, to do investigating and you're in the figuring it out part, that's where that engagement really lies. So really lies. it makes sense to start that way to make, start with that wonder piece. That, that wonder. So I'm going to mm-hmm. just, play on that a little bit more and seriously the thing that I've really been thinking a lot about right now is the changing seasons and Mm -hmm. what are the signs of the changing seasons and are my signs of the changing seasons the same as your signs of the changing seasons um I'm also thinking about along those lines I taught in Australia many times years ago and I would see right now I'm seeing my leaves changing because I'm heading towards winter. They're seeing very different signs of changing seasons. Hmm, I wonder why that is. 
Right. But there's so many ways you could go, but I'm going to bring it right kind of back to changing seasons to things that we can seriously think about as phenomena just outside our doors or our windows. As I look outside to my bird feeder, I wonder, you know, I, I'm not seeing as many birds. So which of the birds that I've seen all along are, are still going to be here? So maybe I can keep track of that. I can keep track of what birds I see at my bird feeder. Um, one of the things, uh, geese flying south. That's something I see. I'm not sure that you would see that, Corey. Mm -hmm. I see, you know, red maple leaves falling, green maple leaves falling. Hmm, why is some red? Why is some green? So anyway, all what I'm talking about is things that you can really begin to observe and observe closely. And one of the ways to do that is something that we've talked about and we brought here as a tool. Actually, we've brought two tools to dig into a little bit today. And one that I think that I really love and use all the time, so I'm going to promote it first and think about it, is the Notice and Wonder Walk. Um, and in this Notice and Wonder Walk, which is one of the takeaways, we're really beginning to look closely at things. And I've seen things, and it might be in this one too, but I've seen different things, but a T-chart where on the left side is I, is I noticed, and on the right side, directly across, correlating, is I wonder. So you've got a noticing, okay? Mm -hmm. I noticed that only part of my maple leaf is red. I wonder why that is. Um, in this particular example that Corey is showing, there's lots of different examples. And this came from a colleague of mine in California. I, I will also say very, very clearly and frankly that yes, I do get into development and I do a bunch of developing things, but I am always willing to share the wonders and the work of others and promote it. So this one mm -hmm. happens to be from there. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I was thinking about earlier was the leaf, and that's because of my changing seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think to start with, I would pick up those leaves, a so leaf or leaves, and I would draw it just as it is, just what I see. And I would draw it, and I might record a few words. And then I would go get a hand lens, a magnifier. And now I'm going to really look at that same leaf again, but I'm going to draw it on the other side of the paper. Now I've noticed a whole lot more and I've put in lots more. I've put in some veins. I put in some little marks that I couldn't really explain. I don't know why they're there, but I put them on the paper. And now I compare the two. Hmm. I wonder. I'm wondering why. Why are they different? They have a lot of similarities. What are the differences? Um, so that's just, you know, some of the types of things that you can do. Um, at home in this remote learning session, our, our children, our students can be um, collecting, observing, and mm -hmm. collecting data, then really beginning to analyze that data. And, and when they're doing that, they're really engaging in the science and engineering practices. They are thinking and acting as scientists. Um, 
the other thing that's right here, maybe I'll take a breath, Corey. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, take a, take a breath for a second. I, because I, I love this and I want to pack a little bit of it. So, um, and, and Kathy, you mentioned this in this week's notes and takeaways, we have a link to this resource, which is the Notice and Wonder Walks. And so, um, what I love about this is, is it provides the, the protocol, the directions, and, and really don't need a lot of materials for this. It doesn't right. even require, you know, an internet connection, really. Yeah, um, that was we, the intent. <laughs> yeah, and it gets, it gets our, our students outside, or they can notice and wonder inside. They don't even have to leave the house to do this. And they can um, play with some of their toys, like I was playing yeah. You know, yes. Could, could I make a magnet? Well, I was trying to make the magnet float. At the moment, I can't even get them apart. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you, you've got your floating magnets on your pencil. And yeah, a number of ways we can get students to to wonder, right, as we're as we're teaching the scientific process, and, you know, how to experiment start, they start with a wonder. Right. And uh, we kind of develop that a little bit more. How would we go from wondering to figuring this out and, and developing questions? Yeah. Um, but really, you know, getting students to take, take notice of their surroundings and yeah, what are we seeing in, in my backyard for changing of the seasons versus what me and my family, so, so I'm in Ohio now and I get four seasons. It's amazing. Uh, but born and raised in Texas. And I love Texas, but we don't have four seasons. And so, you know, I, it's completely different. That was, that's still one of the things after three years here in the Midwest that me and my kids are in, my husband's from the Midwest, so he's not in awe of it, but we are in awe of just the colors that you see this time of year and why, like you, you said some of the same things that we've actually had conversations in the car as a family and outside, you know, why is that one red and this one orange and that one yellow? And um, what's the difference? And, and why are there now clumps of uh, brownish, rusty pine needles on our pine, pine trees? And how can there be so many on the ground and still so many on the tree? And But I think this gives a great way to incorporate during recess time. Take a right. moment to notice and wonder. Yeah, and I and love, yeah, I love that this resource gives you examples, right? So students could, if they're online, they could submit a picture, they could draw a picture, even um, they could do that T chart and describe their writing, their notices and their wonderings. And then that can turn into small group or whole group investigation, right? Because some of the questions are just observation questions, they're mm -hmm. questions that can be answered through their observations. But some of the questions are questions so they can really begin to figure out so, for example, if I'm thinking about another sign of the changing season is the amount of daylight every day. So if I kept track of when the sun rose and set every day, I could for like a week or right now during this time of year, I could really begin to notice the changes in the amount of daylight. Um, and then we could really dig into. So why is that? What's happening? What's mm -hmm. different? Um, I think there's just so many, there's so many possibilities. One of the things I liked about this one that you that you're showing right now, Corey, is it shows that it doesn't have to be a rural area. You can do this same exact thing in a city. You can mm -hmm. go notice and wonder the weed that's growing through the cracks in the sidewalk, the plant that seems to be there. Why is there a flower growing in that crack? You mm -hmm. know, how did that happen? 
Um, so it doesn't have to be just in a rural area. There is lots of, of things to notice and wonder in our urban areas. So I'm gonna just branch off a little bit for a minute. Think about the buildings. Just in our urban areas, begin to think about the different structures that you might see um, and wonder, so what materials allow those structures to stand up, you know? And what tests could we do to really think about that? And structures is another thing that I'm really big on, so. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I love that. But, you know, when we think about incorporating this, right, so so this is one thing that we can do, we can get out, we can start making those observations, um, incorporate that the conversation about those and the sharing of those in our whole group or small group, whether you're in person or online. Right. Um, but then I think, you know, you could even do if you've got that, that concurrent hybrid classroom, you're, they, you could keep it indoors, right? So, you know, my at-home students are looking around in their home for things they notice and wonder. Or their teacher could be standing up and shaking this box yeah. and saying, okay, I can't open it. How am I going to figure out? What are the possible ways I'm going to figure out what's mm -hmm. in it? Yep. And then again, you've got that equitable experience because everyone sees that. Or, Everybody or the difference between inside a school, what do we notice and wonder, and inside a home, what do we notice and wonder? Are there similarities between these two structures, these two buildings inside? Are there differences? But then, you know, as we're looking at integrating this, you know, thinking about how this connects to our writing and, you know, just because we're not in the same classroom and students don't have access to all of the same materials necessarily doesn't mean we can't still become a part of this investigation and move into research. I, I love this protocol that you're sharing in our takeaways because it, it really does. It gives you a description. It gives you an example and it kind of walks you through the whole part, you know, what this could look like with some, some actual examples so, from I students. Yeah, and I, you touched upon something that I didn't plan on talking about here, but it's that integration piece. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, when I think of science, literacy is an, it's just an embedded piece of science instruction. Mm -hmm. And I personally think that I can be teaching science and literacy at the same time. And I can be using my 20 minutes that is so valuable if that's and using it in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. So when my kids are drawing the picture of the leaf, yes, they're observing science, they're observing that phenomena, but they're also recording. They might be writing labels. Maybe they've taken some measurements. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's some mathematics that's happening in there too. Um, mm -hmm. I could go on forever about the notice and wonders as well as then the books that I would then connect it to, which I haven't done for this, but I could very easily do that. Mm -hmm. So um, and introduce the reading and introduce yeah, the reading, you know, what would I do? Um, you know, and I'm yeah. thinking, so one of my favorite new books that I just got, um, and it goes back to the structures one, it's called dreaming up and it's about a the, dreaming up and looking at buildings. What does it look like? Um, so anyway. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I have lots of things, I could, lots of places I could go, but <laughs> I'll contain myself, Corey. So that's why they call you the science lady. I love it. And, and we will have you back on to talk um, 
a little bit more about, you know, if I am that multi-subject or if I am a single subject, but right now the primary focus seems to be that math and that reading, how can I work with the, with those subject area teachers or in those subjects to integrate? We'll have you back on to talk more ideas about that. But really, I mean, like when I do have the time, whether I'm integrating that or this is, it's science hour, how do I engage my students? And I love this notice and wonder, it really puts them in that observer seat and um, I can bring the phenomena to them or I can have them go out and seek and find the phenomena, which I think is is powerful. Right. You, you have another protocol um, in your takeaways that I wanted you to talk briefly yeah, about, briefly which is about, yeah, um, the see, think, wonder. Tell see, us a little bit about wonder. This Basically, you're doing the same thing. This is a little bit more structured the way you would do this. But it, this came from Project Zero, from Harvard's Project Zero. Um, and I just wanted to provide another, another way of looking and thinking about um, the notice and wonder lock. Mm -hmm. And that's why that's there. The other mm -hmm. thing that I did not provide here, because we, we weren't quite sure how deep we were going to go in, is in there's a, a I'd say a document or a brief, a STEM teaching tool that I was part of developing that has, that's very rich um, and that has some graphic organizers and other pieces. And maybe, maybe I come back and we talk, the second part is literally talking some more about some of those other tools, because these are two of the first tools that are mentioned in, yes, those, they are. in, in that brief. So yeah. um, to, to actually maybe give a more, formalized um, look at how you could do this um, phenomena routine in a very mm -hmm. systematic way, yeah. mm -hmm. which yeah. I've talked about like, you know, in a very broad free flowing category. Too. Right, exactly, exactly. Just getting some starter ideas into, you know, and and, and I mean, it's happening in, in a lot of places. Teachers are really f trying to find balance, especially in the remote settings where, we're not, you know, we're not on Zoom for six hours a day. We weren't in our classrooms for six hours a day. We were in and out and everything, but they're trying to find balance in ensuring that they're they're building relationships with their students and that they're getting those those core that core content in in addition to the enrichment piece. And they're just they're still working through those. And I think anywhere we can provide some strategies and some resources to just make it simple. That's my favorite thing about both right. of these protocols is they're very simple. They don't require any tech at all well, if you don't and, and, them to. Right. So. You and you get at the point, the equity piece, which is mm -hmm. really important to me. Um, mm -hmm. When we talk about you don't need that tech. You don't need internet access. Um, you can do these in whatever situation you're at. Right, no. exactly. I mean, you could even integrate this activity in uh, what was sometimes is referred to as that packet base. It's the remote offline instruction where I've got individuals who don't have yeah. access to the, to the internet because of their role location or because they don't they don't have the access at this time. Mm -hmm. They can still, this could be, this is a really great activity. Our school district did some, I can't wait for them to start up again this year. They did some um, off-screen days and those days were mostly um, 
uh, science focused and uh, our uh, extracurriculars, they were always must do's and may do's. And it was a lot of like getting outside and getting moving around. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a great activity for that off screen piece to go outside with that T-chart. What do you notice? What do you wonder? Can you draw a picture of it? Can you take a picture of it right. and be ready to come back and share and, and, you know, right for project based learning, the starts of it. So. I love that you shared this. I want to invite anyone, y'all, seriously, Kathy is one of my top resources when it comes to science and instruction and supporting individuals. So if you have a question, if you're a science teacher, if you're a coach and you're supporting sciences, got a question for Kathy, put it in the comments below. Even if you're watching this on demand and later on, um, let us know. Kathy, you'll be back with us. Uh, is it week after next? I got to look at my I calendar. I can't remember exactly. I can't remember either. Uh, <laughs> let, let me look up that date here real quick. Uh, it is Friday and my brain is just shutting down today. Um, yeah, you're back. Not next week. Next week, we'll continue our conversation on bilingual education. But Kathy will be joining us on October 16th. So join us again for um, a deeper dive into to some science. Uh, oh, Kelly, Kelly Pittman's joined and she said, she, I love the phrase, the shift from learning about to figuring out. Yes, it's absolutely when we talk about that rigor, when we talk about that learner centered, uh, it really in that, that active participation right. and engagement. That's what you're looking for. That's that sweet spot, right? Yeah. And so, I, I'm always willing to answer questions. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Facebook. Email yes. me, Lady at Gmail. I'm always available. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, she's here. So, and again, you can find links to access Kathy directly, or you can, again, comment here in our Coach Replay takeaways. So be sure to download those from learn.sydney.com. We always put the link in the shows. Um, and it's in your show notes if you're listening on a podcast. But great, great, great resources that you've shared with us this week to get us up and running with our sciences and or diving a little bit deeper into these strategies. I can't wait to see you again on the 16th. And uh, Kathy, thank you so much for being on the show. Any last, uh, last minute tips or anything else for just, our viewers? Just because I think it's so important, mm -hmm. uh, finding and leveraging the bright spots I participated in the Better Together Conference, mm -hmm. session 253, and that right. slideshow is available. And I, 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 I know I'm unabashedly promoting myself, but I really think the message is there. Not to mention, if you like science and engineering, the teacher highlighted does fossil transporting. It mm -hmm. is more than cool. Oh, yeah. 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 We shared a little bit of that teacher's uh, lesson and products in your Coach Replay episode. But yes, I love that you mentioned the Better Together Conference. <laughs> yes. That session is still available on demand. You can check out the Sydney website or shoot us a comment if you're interested and you want to know how to get access to Kathy's um, session around. It was really kind of inspired by your episode on the Coach Replay show. Right, so. Which is kind of like... It, it's full, it has a life of its own. At this that's point. right. That's right. I love it. I love it. Yes. So. Well, thank you again so much for joining us, Kathy. I'll see you in two weeks. We'll, we'll continue our conversation. We'll talk more deeply about the protocol of this. We'll also talk a little bit about that, finding that science life balance um, and how we can get that how into that. 
construction. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, if you have questions for uh, Kathy and uh, if there's anything we can do for you here on the Coach Replay Show, you know how to get a hold of us. Comment below if you've got questions. Uh, reach out to us and uh, we will see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.